You're now locked into another episode of Arrows to the Heart. The podcast that will either fix your relationship or end it. Please welcome the man behind it, your host, Arrows Miranda. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Arrows to the Heart. Last week, you heard me talk about how to find the right person and how to succeed in the early stages of a relationship. Well, today I want to discuss love languages, one of my favorite topics. There are billions of people in the world, literally billions of people, and someone made a decision to be with you. Or if you're single, someone will make a decision to be with you. So why not do everything you can? Why not do everything we can to make that relationship a success? There's a Harvard-trained expert, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, and she said something that really stuck with me. She was talking about her own marriage, and she said, I used to think that love was the key to success in marriage, but I've changed my mind. It's love languages. That's what she said, and yes, it was simple, but it's true, because love languages are extremely important in relationships. You might think that you're just not getting along with your partner, but in reality, it could be that you're not on the same page because you have different preferences when it comes to expressing and receiving love. Learning your partner's and your own primary love language will help you create a stronger bond in your relationship. That's why today's episode will be all about love languages. We're going to go over the five love languages to help you figure out what your love language is. I'm going to give you advice on how to find your partner's love language. And lastly, I want to touch on how to express love languages if you're in a long-distance relationship. A lot of the information I've learned directly from Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, so I highly recommend it. But with that being said, let's get to it. You know we don't waste any time here. We respect the urgency of relationship problems. So let's get to it. Let's get to the five love languages. The five love languages are, number one, words of affirmation. Number two, quality time. Number three, receiving gifts. Number four, acts of service. And number five, last but definitely not least, physical touch. And yes, you can have more than one love language. I get that question a lot. So yes, you can have more than one love language. But ideally, we all have a primary and a secondary love language. So let's go through them one by one. And I'm going to help you identify which one you resonate with the most. And I'm going to start out with words of affirmation. Words of affirmation are genuine and true statements spoken from the heart. It honestly just means that you like to be verbally acknowledged. I'm going to give you a few examples. And I want you to ask yourself if this is the primary way in which you like to be loved. But okay, let's start and really pay attention. I love games, so this, is, this should be a little fun. But okay. Let's do this. Let's start out. If your love language is words of affirmation, you regularly need to be told by your partner that they care about you. You like receiving loving text messages or notes 
throughout the day for no special reason. You constantly need to hear I love you and you also need to hear the reasons why they love you. That's very important to you. You need to be praised and acknowledged when you do something well. And criticism or lack of communication upsets you very much, very much. That's words of affirmation. It's all about hearing those compliments and words of appreciation and encouragement from your partner. I know we all like hearing nice things. We do. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> But ask yourself, is that the primary way you like to be loved? The second love language that I want to cover is a very popular one, and it's quality time. Quality time, which basically means that you enjoy companionship and time spent in real connection with your partner. Let's go through a few examples. Let's play a little game again. And let's see if this is your primary love language. I love it. I feel like I'm in a game show. Okay. If quality time is your primary love language, this is what it means. These are the signs. You enjoy taking trips or trying new experiences with your partner. You also enjoy just spending some alone, uninterrupted time with them. Having quality conversations is very important to you. You like it when your partner plans dates ahead of time. You like feeling constantly prioritized. You get easily annoyed if your partner spends too much time on their phone. So that's quality time. But I want you in your mind to start comparing the two now. Do you prefer spending the day together, even if it's doing nothing? Or do you prefer receiving constant loving texts throughout the day? Do you need to be constantly praised when you do something well? Or would you prefer if your partner plans a special date for you to celebrate your accomplishment? I want you to keep comparing in your mind. I want you to keep comparing all the love languages we cover So you can start to get an idea of what your primary love language is. At this point, you should be able to identify whether you prefer words of affirmation or quality time. And on that note, let's go to the third love language, which is receiving gifts. Which basically means that you place a high value on visual symbols of love. I'm going to give you a few examples, but I'm going to go through it quickly because this is one of my least favorite love languages. But it's okay. Let's still go through them. Okay. If your primary love language is receiving gifts, then you love it when your partner gives you flowers or gifts that remind them of you. You prefer gifts that are thoughtful and meaningful. You really enjoy small tokens of appreciation throughout the day. You hate it when your partner forgets or puts no effort into the special occasions, such as your birthday or anniversaries. And it's very important for you that they actually go above and beyond and do something thoughtful and buy you something thoughtful during those occasions. So the main thing I want you to do now is to start asking yourself this. Do you prefer hearing that they love you and the reasons why? Do you prefer feeling loved by having your partner prioritize you and spending some real quality one-on-one -on -one time with them? 
Or do you prefer if they show you that they love you by buying you a thoughtful gift or flowers? Take a second to make that distinction and create a little podium. I want you to create a little podium between words of affirmation, quality time, and receiving gifts. So basically, do you like receiving gifts? Do you like spending some one-on-one really quality, real quality time with your partner? Or do you like constantly being told that you're beautiful and that you're loved and that you're encouraged and appreciated? Make that distinction. Let's set up that little podium. If it's for me, I'll put a quality time first, words of affirmation second, and receiving gifts third. That's my podium. Make one for yourself as well. And let's go to the fourth language. The fourth language is acts of service which basically entails having your partner do little tasks or chores throughout the day. Here are some examples. If acts of service is your primary love language, then you really like it when your partner helps you out with daily tasks. You particularly like it when they help you out without being asked to. You need your partner to follow through on their words with actions It's very important to you that they set aside their own interests to do an act of kindness for you. And you absolutely hate it when your partner is lazy or breaks off commitments. Look, I want to specify here again. We all love it when a partner wants to help out or helps with a task. We love when they say, hey, you know what, babe, don't worry. I got this. I'll do this right now. Just let me take care of it. That's nice. We all like that. But this is about finding your primary love language. You need to continuously ask yourself, while I cover this love languages, you need to ask yourself, is this the main way I like being loved? Okay, so make sure you keep that in mind. And the last love language is on that note, I want to go straight to the last love language, physical touch. A few days ago, I asked you what your love language was on Instagram, and a majority of you, a vast amount of the people who responded, said that it was physical touch. It was far and beyond the most popular answer, so I want to talk about it. I want to talk a little bit about physical touch, because having this love language doesn't mean that you simply like sleeping with your partner. That's not what it means. So let's cover a few examples of what it actually means. If physical touch is your primary love language, then you really enjoy holding hands, kissing, or cuddling throughout the day. That's something you absolutely love. If it's your primary love language, then you like it when your partner initiates that physical intimacy. You like being held when you're not feeling well or when you're feeling down. You enjoy having your partner close to you throughout the day. You enjoy having them close to you. And lastly, you hate feeling neglected or going a long time without physical intimacy. That's what physical touch is. That's what having physical touch as your primary language means. And something that I always ask is this. When you're feeling down, when, when you don't feel well, what do you prefer? Do you prefer that your partner hold you? Do you prefer that they get you a get well soon gift? 
Do you prefer that they send you a loving text message telling you that everything will be okay? Or do you prefer that your partner step up and handle a few chores around the house while you get better? They all sound like great options, but it's about finding your primary love language and your secondary love language. And by now, you should at least have some idea of what those are. And I'll give you an example. I'll use myself as an example. My primary love language is physical touch. If I'm out and about around the house or, or wherever and my partner comes up to me and, and she gives me a kiss on the cheek, she holds me, she holds my hand, she hugs me. In my mind, I'm like, wow, you know what? She loves me because that's the type of love I like receiving. That tells me, hey, this person really cares about me. This person is, is showing me love. That's how I see it. On the other hand, my secondary love language is quality time. Because yes, I could receive a gift or my partner could help with a task around the house. I get that. That's nice. But to me, if we're sitting, just me and you, one-on-one, no phones, just uninterrupted time, or we take a trip together, a road trip, and we're just having great conversations, we're spending time together, we're not letting any of that outside influence get to us because it's about you and me, me and you, making a a connection one-on-one, having that quality time, I love that. That's what love is to me as well. So my primary love language is physical touch. I love holding hands, hugging, cuddling, kissing, whatever it may be. I love that physical embrace. I do. But my secondary love language is definitely quality time. And it's good that I know how I like to receive love, but it's equally important that I know what my partner's love language is. So I want to give you some advice on how to find out what your partner's love language is. In the book, The Five Love Languages, they outline a three-step process. The first step is to look at how your partner most often expresses love to you and others. What do they do? Do they express their love by giving thoughtful gifts? Do they do it through compliments? Do they do it through physical affection? Figure out how they express love. The second step is to take notice of what they complain about most. Do they complain that you don't help around the house? Do they complain that they never spend any uninterrupted time with you because you're always on your phone? Do they complain that you never want to hold their hands or be affectionate in public? By listening to their complaints, you can start to figure out what they want, what type of love they want. The third and final step is to really pay attention to what they ask for the most. Do they ask to get away for a little while with you together? Do they want to go on a trip, a little getaway with you? Do they want to get a massage from you? Do they want to receive a special anniversary gift? Figure out what they want. Pay attention to what they ask for the most. So, in order to figure out what their love language is, I want you to ask yourself, how do they express love? That's number one. What do they complain about? That's number two. And what do they request the most? What do they ask for the most? That's number three. But I'll be honest with you. There has to be an easier way, right? And there is. And you know I have your back, so I'm going to let you in on the little secret. It's not a foolproof method. But there's a quiz online that you can just go to Google and type the five love languages quiz. 
And you can take the couples quiz, or you can even take the singles quiz if you want. And it's not only going to help you identify your primary and secondary love language, but it's also going to be a really fun activity for you to do with your partner. It's a great way of you indirectly telling them, hey, that's my love language. Hey, that's how I want to be loved. So I think that's an amazing way. My advice is yes, go through the three-step process, but definitely do the quiz online. Do it with your partner. See what you get. Figure out what your love language is, your primary, secondary, and just explore that a little bit. See what they can do to make you feel loved. See what you can do to make them feel loved. It's going to go a long way. Trust me. And I want to touch on one more part. And let me specify, there's going to be a part two to the love language podcast episodes because there's a lot of content that goes with love languages. But for today, the last part I want to touch on is that I want to discuss the question that I get a lot. And it's, what can I do if our love language is physical touch or quality time and we're in a long distance relationship? I'll be honest, I personally did long distance for three years. And my love language, like I said before, is physical touch and quality time. So trust me when I say this, it's not easy, but there are ways. You really need to get creative and you need to make your presence felt even through the distance. The first thing I'm going to suggest is to give your partner and vice versa something that belongs to you. Give them your favorite sweater and spray it with your perfume, your cologne. That way, whenever they miss you, whenever they want to hug you, hold you, be with you, they can grab that item, that sweater, and they can feel your presence even though you're not there. That's something I did and it helped a lot. And the second thing I'm going to suggest is to keep pictures of both of you throughout the apartment. Walking by and seeing those pictures They help you remember those times that you actually were together, those times that you were physically together. So number one, give them something that belongs to you and vice versa, because that's going to help you feel their presence with you. Number two, keep pictures, lots of pictures of you guys around the house, apartment, wherever may be, because that's going to help you remember when you were physically together. Number three, Send a lot of letters. Look, that's something I did. Send love letters. Make sure the letters are handwritten. That way, when they receive them, they can picture you. They can envision you writing those words with your hands as they read them. And that helps a lot. And it's old school. It's romantic. So that's something I would definitely suggest. Send handwritten love letters. Then number four, remember that FaceTime goes a long way. FaceTiming is a great way to stay both physically connected and to also have quality time while you're apart. You can FaceTime and have dinner together. You can watch a movie together. You can talk to each other while you guys cook or do chores or study. There's a lot you can do on FaceTime, so that's something I would definitely suggest. And my last suggestion, but it's something that is very important, is to always have something you're both looking forward to. Have planned activities, trips, locations you're going to visit, anything and everything. Even though you're not together now, you can still get excited about the quality time that you're going to be spending together soon. So distance is hard, but it's not the end of the relationship. Take those suggestions, start applying them, and you'll notice that things will get a little bit easier. 
So with that being said, I hope now you have some idea of what your primary and secondary love language is. If you heard this podcast and you figured it out, send me a message. Let me know. I'd love to discuss it with you. I'm going to do a part two to love languages, but not next week. I actually have something special planned for next Monday, so I hope you guys tune in. Make sure you follow me on Instagram so you can keep up with all the updates. You know I'm always here to fix your relationship or to end it if that's what you need. But for today, the main thing, I hope you can now identify your primary love language. Thank you for listening. Show some love, leave a review, and subscribe for future episodes. This was Arrows to the Heart.